up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, mamas, and welcome to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. It has been a very intense couple of weeks for me, emotionally. I also feel a sense of a a leveling up, a shifting, a releasing of the things that held me captive, unshackling mental trauma. And if you are here because you saw a Red Table Talk episode with me on it and saw me cry my little eyes out, oh my gosh, there's a part of me that is so mortified by that. And there's another side of me that is that is saying, go girl, like, yes, you did it. Like you finally let it go. And for those of you who identify as strong, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. When you have been labeled as strong, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. You look at everything as strong. Strong is something we celebrate. As strong is good, right? It's the opposite of weak and weak we know is bad. So yes, I'm strong. And then everything in your life going forward, you deal with, with this strong hand or you put into the pile where you, your strong side deals with it. And overall, you, you don't cry. You don't let it out. You don't release and it builds and it builds and it builds stronger, bigger, badder. And if you don't deal with it, then your body will start taking on the pain of that discomfort or that dis-ease. So that's really trying to, in retrospect, break it down why I went on that show. That's really just me, in retrospect, understanding why I said yes to being on Red Table Talk. Because I'm the girl that would do anything in her power not to show my vulnerability, not to show my sadness, not to show my, in quotes, weakness. So for those of you who have been following me on Instagram, who are tapped into pop culture and Facebook watch, then you saw me lose my ever loving mind on Red Table Talk. And uh, I say that and I'm obviously I'm adding my own commentary on it. But just me crying is so foreign. I, I literally before that have only cried in the privacy of my own home by myself. If I happen to cry in front of somebody, I quickly shifted into anger because I'm so pissed that they tapped into my vulnerability and that they're making me so sad. And they've touched a button that that literally has me melting, you know? So that was, I, I couldn't think too much about it. I have this podcast, as you know, called Mama Stay. I am super identified with being a mom. I never really felt that fully comfortable or fully seen by any other 
sort of group of people. Yes, there's black women. There's all kinds of black women. We are not a monolith people. Then there's dancers. There's all kinds of dancers. But moms, yeah, there's all kinds of moms. But the huge overriding common denominator, you have given birth to a human, is premier over any other things that could possibly be different. Yes, there are parents who are, you know, stringent and they're like almost military in the way that they raise their kids. There are parents who just let their kids do whatever. And then there's a group that's growing and it's building steam, a group that I'm very proud to be a part of called Conscious Parents. It is obviously something that could only live in this time where we're so aware of all these different ways that we can do things. You know, when when I was born, there was only one way to bathe your child, only one way to feed your child, only one way to look appropriate at school. And what I think is so beautiful about the time that we're in is there is no one way that's quote unquote appropriate. There are a thousand ways to be appropriate and to be bomb and to be cool and to be presentable. And they all just don't come out of a J. Crew store. You know what I mean? Like there's, I think when we were young, there was this one way of doing something. And it always gave me, it always gave me discomfort because I, I'm, I'm a rebel. Y'all know that. If everybody's going to be wearing a white dress, I'm going to wear purple. If everybody's going to be wearing khakis, I want to wear ripped jeans. Like I just don't want to be in this category where there's things placed on me that I must adhere to in order for me to be accepted in a group. But moms, y'all all get it. You all get it. My girlfriends who want to be moms, this podcast is for my girlfriends that have children already out the house. So their mom phase is now in the retirement phase. There's those those of us that are mommying right now, present day, in the fire, dealing with the day-to-day. All of us can relate to these, these themes that I bring to this pod. All of us understand what we've been through. And for some of us, we can see in this podcast where we're going or what we need to add to our arsenal in order to be the best moms we can be. Isn't that the goal? No matter where you are in this world, no matter what kind of children you want to raise, we all want to be the best at it that we can be. And truly, if we are only mothering from the doctrine that was passed down through our parents, then we probably need to renovate that list. We probably need to take a really strong look at how we were indirectly and directly taught to raise and nurture and rear children. Truth be told, I went on Red Table Talk to have this incredible conversation with Jada, Willow, and Gammy, and with the author, Kelly McDaniel, of Mother Hunger, which has, and I'll say it as many times as I need to in this life, it has rocked me to my foundation. It blasted my heart wide open. It made me feel things I thought I had stored away in a locked vault in my heart, in my being, in my mind. And it just spoke the most guttural truth, the most painful guttural truth that I am such a fan of it. And I want to learn more and more and more about it. And I want to tell as many people to read it. If you're having, if you've lost a mom, if you were adopted, if you have a complicated relationship with your mom, it is a book that everybody needs to read if you're a woman. It is part of an evolution for us to level up womanhood, mommyhood, all the things that involve a person with a uterus. It is everything. So 
I went on that show really, truly just for me to free myself. And I, I very clearly say to free my inner child, because as much as the grown Tanika has learned how to manage the fact that I was never told I love you, the fact that I was always criticized, the fact that I was never good enough, the fact that I have two incredible parents that came out of civil rights in a time where they weren't allowed to have these jobs. My parents came through with two college degrees, got married, had a baby, and gave me the world. Well, except love. Well, except overt love. Well, except saying it to me, right? So it's confusing. And I am never going to say I'm the saddest little girl in the world. There are so many people that had way worse than I did in the world. And I need to make that really clear. For me, I had everything. My parents paid for college. I had all the extracurriculars I wanted. However, when it came time to knowing who I am, having an identity, feeling like I was safe, Being loved up on, like the number one job you're supposed to do when you first give birth is to literally just love bomb your child. That is what the doctors tell you. So if I was a little girl and I never really heard it, I never really felt it. God damn, that is just, it's shitty. It, it, It sucks because I can do as many things as I can in this world. And you guys have watched me. I was a dancer. I wanted to be a dancer. I became a a professional dancer in the golden era of the 90s, where I danced with Will Smith, Aaliyah, Backstreet Boys, Brandy, Monica, on and on. I succeeded. So I felt like because I'd done that work and I was able to, to have some success, I must have gotten rid of my pain. And then from there, I became an actress. I did a little bit, but then really found my passion when it came to hosting shows. That was my jam in Hollywood. That's where I felt like I was powerful. I didn't have to read somebody's lines and be the body type or the face that they wanted. I got to just be me. I got to be free for the first time in all of my wild, crazy hair and my going with the flow personality, my spirit junkie self. I was able to be loved and admired for my work by just being me. So that job was huge. But now that I have my own daughter is when a lot of things are starting to percolate. They're starting to bubble up to the surface. Like, ooh, did I talk to my child that way? Ooh, I I mothered from inertia. I mothered from how I was mothered. I didn't like that. I didn't like it when it happened to me. And I don't like it when I do it to my daughter. Oh, got to break that pattern. It is constant It is a, especially when your child is six and seven, they know the world, they know who they are. They see your flaws. They're watching everything that you do. And I realize over and over and over and over again, shit, I got to break this pattern. And I don't know how I'm going to do this. I mean, I basically cut my mom completely out of my life, which is a damn shame considering people don't have mothers. They don't have their moms. Their moms were absent or their moms have passed over. My mom is 20 minutes away and I've cut her out because she hasn't, she's not a positive light in my life. And I got to tell you guys, I've been on a spiritual journey since 19, no, that's not fair. Since probably about 2000, I've been on a deep spiritual journey where that comes first is my joy, my contentment, my freedom, my love for myself, all of that is priority number one. So I have been on this journey a long time and I thought I had kicked this trauma out of my mind space, out of my cellular body. I thought it was gone forever. And then I have this baby 
And every day she's reminding me, damn, I got to work on that. And there's nothing wrong with the mother admitting when she's wrong. Trust me, there's no one way to raise your child. This whole idea, like read a manual and you're good to go. Yeah, those are suggestions. But you also have to consider who your child is. So we read these books and these how to be the greatest mom and how to be the, all this stuff, but we haven't even met who the child is yet. And it's a false narrative that these children are just bags of nothingness, that we are tasked to fill up with all of our ideologies and all of our thoughts and all of our ways of doing things. It's just, it's a lie. Thank you, Dr. Shafali. That is my girl. Y'all know Dr. Shafali, the creator of Conscious Parenting, is somebody that has said the most genius things when it comes to parenting. And one thing she has said over and over is that our kids are not ours. They are not given to us for us to make them into many little versions of ourselves. Absolutely not. They are divine. They come here from God. God has already whispered in their ear what they, what they're about to accomplish on this planet, what their purpose is. We are tasked with keeping them safe, nurtured, and loved, and keep them from hitting their heads against the walls of rejection and pain while they go through life. So I wanted to amplify for this week's episode of Mama Stay with Tanika Ray that tug of war, that trauma, that pain that one can go through trying to get on the same page as their mother. You guys all know who Lisa Ray is. She's an incredible actress and personality here in Hollywood, California. She first hit the scene on Players Club. And she has been scrapping her way to stay relevant in this business and to stay really as the matriarch in her family to keep her family together as well. Some of you may have heard her story on Ayanla, but it is always a good time to reiterate the things that she is going through. I think some of us think like, oh, it's only happening to me. Fancy people don't have to worry about these things. No. Lisa Ray has been nothing but transparent about her relationship with her mother, where it went wrong, what she's trying to do to to patch it up, to mend it so that they can have a better existence, and also the generation that she created. She now has stuff with her daughter that is ricocheting from her experience with her mother. All of the women in her family need to be healed. Thank you, Lisa Ray, for being so honest for helping us shift and for giving me the strength to go on Red Table Talk and tell my truth. Everybody, please welcome Lisa Ray. I've told you this already in my text to you, how much respect I have for you that you went global with your mommy issues. Yes. And because I so connect with that. Have you guys... You were on a couple episodes of Iyanla Fix My Life. I don't think you thought it was going to get as raw as it did. I did not because we actually went for my daughter because for me, I wanted to give my daughter a push to go and it's okay. And even if you're confused right now, you might not allow me to help you, but maybe the world now can reach out to you via social media and encourage you enough to move in a direction with passion and purpose. But it didn't go that way. Not at all. It turned quickly and it made Iyanla say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. Queen Mother. I see some remnants of you here that I need to address you first. And it was like, 
oh. So what people don't really realize is that they see 45 minutes of the show, but we spend days with her and then months before that to even get to her. You have a psychiatric evaluation. You have interviews. You have counseling. You have tests. You have homework. You know what I mean? There's things that you go through so she can break you down and see what type of person you are individually. So when she saw that, she started addressing the issues with my mother. Well, you know, of course, my mom didn't like that because I don't think when you, you, you know, you caught off guard and you feel like you've been right all these years because you're the mother. You feel like who is going to tell me I'm wrong? And then someone from the outside was able to say you're wrong. She wasn't ready for that. It (laughs) was so deep for me because I feel like I have the same mother. And I don't know if it's a generation thing that growing up through civil rights, like they had to stand tall on their opinions of things. And they were going to be right no matter what. And if you do it my way, you're going to be fine. If you don't do it my way, you're screwed. And I think it's a generation. It has to be Mm -hmm. because for Iyala to zero in and I was like, that's it. We have to understand we are our mother's lineage, like our mother's mother, our mother's mother's mother. We are all just literally living the same life over and over unless we Mm -hmm. break the pattern, unless we break it. Right. Yeah. And I was I was there, you know, because when you're really fed up and when you've really had enough and your back is up against the wall, you like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I had been saying that for years, but because. I didn't live in Chicago. It was like, I see you two or three times a year. I can deal with it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have my own life. I'm successful. Thank you. I'm going back to my house. So when the pandemic happened and she started, you know, she got stuck here with me. It was an everyday thing. And it was like a. She was here. That's what happened. By design or. Okay. Tell me the the time frame between Iyanla and the pandemic. Oh, she came here for my granddaughter's birthday. It was right before the pandemic. And she ended up staying for about a good, a good maybe month or so. And then the pandemic happened. So we were in that pandemic for like, what was it, about four or five months? Uh, honey, we're still in the damn pandemic. Know, right? <laughs> and then the Yana thing came up. And for me, it was just a way of release, relief, and relate. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and I needed help and not so much for anybody else. I wasn't pointing the finger at them. It was like, I need help because I don't know how to deal anymore. Yeah. It's getting to me. It's stressing me out. I feel short patience, short tempered, and I feel like I can pop and I don't need to because I still have all this going on and I still got to pay the bill. So help me, please. Thank you. It was that out of desperation. And so I was so open to saying, what do I need to do? Just here, I was ready to lay it on the line. You know what I mean? And when you're the only open one and you're the only one willing to do the work, it still doesn't work. Oh, I feel for you. I get it. I get it, Lisa Ray. Where are we now? So I take therapy, plenty of it. Because I have to have an outlet. And I find that to be quite uh, rewarding for me because it is allowing me to learn how to deal with my emotions, how to stand in my truth, how to deliver what needs to be delivered and not in such a punch way. 
You know, you know how your mom used to always say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Absolutely. Oh, I have definitely learned that. I have definitely matured and stepped outside of the box. I have to rise to the occasion and do the work for me and them. And it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of turn the other cheek and don't sweat the small things. Because my mom is getting older, I doubt if she ever changes. So therefore, I have to change. My perception has to change. The way that I deal with everything has to change. I've made a decision that it cannot break me because I am the monarch of my family, the matriarch. I have to take care of everybody. And so you don't get to break me. I like who I am. I like who I've come. I like the way that I pray and towards the things that I'm manifesting in my life. I have good people in my life. I'm healthy. I have some choices to make. Maybe I might take your advice. Maybe I'm not, but I'm successful and I am thankful and I am blessed. And because I stand in my truth, it's okay for us to disagree. But what's not going to happen is disrespect. Not here because there's only one queen of a house and this is mine. And I pay the bills here and I've worked hard and I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Thank you. That's a. That's a tough thing for your mom to receive, probably, when she was there. She probably ran back to Chicago fast. She's still here. Lisa Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's still there by choice, right? Because I can't think of no other reason. Because, you know, y'all heard, you know, I'm getting home. I'm pack my stuff and I'm going home. Okay. But I've heard that several times. And to her credit, she is um, sick. You know, she's been sick for a very long time. I, I can almost say all, all my life. But um, she has some things that she had got pneumonia. And so she ended up staying. And then she had this heart murmur. And then she ended up staying. And then her legs swole for no reason. We don't know why that is. And then she ended up staying. And then she started having this mouth issue. And then she ended up staying. And so I, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but I will say this. But the last couple months, it's been much, much better. I've been praying awfully hard and my life is changing because of where I'm manifesting and where I'm going in my life. You know what I mean? I am in the prime of my life. I got some great things going on. Like we started this interview by saying I'm booked and blessed. And so I cannot keep going through the rigmarole and the roller coaster. I want off this ride. Here's the ticket back. I don't even need a refund. But what I won't allow is for it to still continue. And so for that, my life is changing. I want to feel lighter. And so I have been, and because I deal with things differently now, and it's like, what you say, not a problem. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Or whatever that is. You know what I mean? And so I have been changing by way. Everything around you has to change when you change. It does. I mean, it's the only way to make everything around you change is by you changing. I, you know, Yana wrote a book called Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that is like the hardest thing for me because I do butt heads with my mom. If I say the sky's blue, she's going to say, no, it's not. She gets a light purple. Like we just do not see like literally anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like we just don't see the world through the same point of view. It's like they don't respect that we're grown. No. They don't. And my mom is, she's stubborn and, you know, whatever the things that she is, I know because my parents are still married. And that's the hardest thing is that because I 
purge people out of my life if they bring my vibrations down. Mm -hmm. I don't keep people in my life if I don't feel good around them. And my mother's the solo person in the world who's in my life that's there. And I, I have to circumvent those feelings. And so I so understand what you mean when you said, my mom is 75. She's not going to change. It literally requires me to have a different filter, receive what she's saying, even though it sets me off and it triggers me, receive it differently. And also more importantly, because Viola Davis put something up recently about the holidays. We don't have to spend family time together if you don't want to. Have boundaries that work for you and you alone. And you don't have to make excuses for that to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what I deal with now. Now what I deal with is the fact that she is here and that she is sick. She is older. She's not going to change. But I feel like for me, she shared this with me. She said, I don't feel the love from you. She says, I don't feel anything because you're so cold. You're so shh. And I had to search for that. And I explained to her, I said, you know what? I understand what you're saying. Because what you feel is my defense mechanism and my wall kicks up because whatever you say, I can't let it penetrate because it's also hurtful to me. And so if I let you hurt me 20 minutes later, after we have this exchange, I have to go work and film or I have to go deal with some people. And so I can't take in that. So it's, it's me going, yes. uh Uh-huh. Okay. And so I get it, but I haven't learned how to master the balance of that then, because I'm afraid what you can say that will trigger me or will send me off. And I can't afford that. And because I'm used to living without you, I've been successful for, I've been in LA for 20 years without you. So I'm not used to somebody saying, well, what's this here? Why you got this here? I got that there because I want that there. Simple as that. Remember how you used to tell me that because I'm the mama, I got that there because I can't be there. You know, <laughs> you know, but whew. that's that's taught me a really big lesson about my daughter, because, you know, sometimes we parent from what how we were parented unconsciously. And so I realized that I'm trying to build up my daughter, like be self-sufficient. You don't need me for that. You're seven. Why am I still putting lotion on your whole body? Like, but then I had to realize my mom did that to me. And then I got to an age where I didn't need her for anything. And so I don't need you for anything. So I don't rely on you for anything. So there's no connection there. So it's a tricky thing. I don't want to parent the way I was parented. I want my daughter to need me, but I want her to also be independent. My daughter said something to me, which broke my soul on the same lines that you were just talking. She goes, mommy, how come you and Grammy never hug? She noticed that. Oh, my God. Because my daughter is the beacon of light in my family. My family were not huggers, were not intimate. There was no I love yous growing up. My daughter came out of me. I love you like a love bomb. Yes. Love bomb. So in a family where there was no I love yous, there was no hugs. It was like, oh, per my last email, that's how we communicated. My daughter now is cuddling with my dad and cuddling with my mom. My daughter FaceTimes my mom every night to tell her how much she loves her and to read a book. They have a relationship I never had. And so she sees it all. She's like, why don't you guys do that? 
And so I've been honest with her Mm -hmm. because we never had that relationship. And so when we fight because moms and daughters fight, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, it's her, the little attitude. It's like little black girls are powerful. Mm -hmm. And I have to say to her, look, I, we've got to, I apologize to her. We've got to get to a place so that we don't end up like me and mom and Grammy. I'm going to be on. I know that might be a lot for a seven-year-old, but I think that honesty is real. And it's something she can wrap her brain around. Yeah. And she can learn to wrap her brain around. Yeah. She's already uh, advanced because she's already noticed something. She already knows. She's in the know. She knows kids. People kill me when they stay married for the kids as if though the kids is not going to notice and feel that energy. Oh, they see everything. They know. They know. My, my grandbaby is that. She's the glue. She is the... She is the the next thing that I needed after I had my daughter. Like after my daughter and I just disconnected, this baby come and she put us all back together. And this is like, oh my God, another little me. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lisa Ray. I really hope this has allowed you to be seen, to be felt. I hope that it has given you some some tricks, maybe some advice. Maybe it has opened up a a thought about how to approach your situation with your mother, your complicated situation, or your complicated situation with your daughter or your grandmother or your sister. Women really do hold the key. And I think that a lot of the time we steer away from what we know we're good at, which is communication. And sometimes even when we communicate and we're great at communicating, We don't have the same vocabulary. And there needs to be, in some cases, a mediator, a therapist, a life coach, uh, somebody that isn't intimately involved in your family, in my experience, to sit down with you and be like, okay, now wait, they said zebras, you said elephants, but you guys are saying the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody just to hear it from from a, a distance who can decipher what everybody is saying. Because ultimately what Deepak Chopra said to me three years ago, when I asked him why the world's on fire, he said, because it is a reflection of us. We are in turmoil. Therefore the world's in turmoil. He has this whole ideology like animals and humans and plants and the air and cars, we're all connected, right? So if the world is showing us an ugly picture, that's because we're ugly. And each one of us needs to be checked. Each one of us, not just in a mother-daughter, grandmother-granddaughter situation, in all of our relationships, in everybody that we communicate with. Now, I'm not standing on a pedestal saying, you guys need to fix your shit at all. Obviously, my thing with my mother needs to be resolved. And then I have to, at some point, deal with my child's father, who I got to tell you, yo, if we didn't have a child... I would never speak to this dude again. That is for another day. That is another episode. But please know what our beloved MJ said many years ago and sang about in a song. It's all about the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, the girl in the mirror, the diva in the mirror. It literally requires us to look at ourselves, see where our shit is, face our shadow and fix it. I believe in y'all. That's just one part of what we have to do. We have to fix our lives. Yanla, we miss you. Come back. 
America needs you. America needs a fix my life episode. In the meantime, we've got Mama's Day. We've got a lot of podcasts. We have so much love here. Please continue to write us. We love reading all of your comments and reading how we can improve. I have, as always, some amazing moms coming your way. This is what I love, and I really want to start doing events. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoyed this Lisa Ray episode. We love you. Woosa! And mama stay. Remember, never forget the mommy in me sees and honors the mommy in you. Thanks for hanging out, mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift. And you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. <laughs>